0: Hey everyone. I wanted to welcome you to Encounter Church. I'm Pastor Craig Rice. Thank you for joining us today. I hope this message inspires you, encourages you, and transforms you. Enjoy. How many knows of the we are in a a constant battle. Yeah, come on, Amen. Constant war. A war of our minds, a war of of war, just in the world, and I want to want to help us this morning because I I feel like we are in this in this constant battle, and the enemy has blinded us to the fact that what we are actually fighting is not people. Yeah, come uh-huh. on. It is principalities and powers and spiritual things and darkness. Is everybody with me this morning? Uh, While it can manifest through the lives and the words of people, it is actually not people that we are fighting against. In fact, every person breathing has a soul and has a hope of of heaven. That's right. Come on. Remind you of that. Every person breathing has a hope of heaven has an opportunity to experience this kingdom, you know, that unshakable kingdom. And uh, let me just be very honest, I get so, I have several words I could use here, but I'm going to just use uh, angry as probably the best one. Uh, I get so angry at seeing the divisiveness of people against people. We've seen divide after divide. It doesn't matter on what topic or what situation. It just seems to be rampant, and it's fear-driven and fear-based. And so, as a spiritual leader, as your pastor today, let me just call it for what it is. It's demonic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's from hell. Yeah. Yeah. It's not of this kingdom and it's not of this world. It is a. It is a separate entity. And the reality is, is that you and I here this morning, we are called to win. Yes. That's right, come on. We have to stop living with a defeated mindset. Defeated Damn. mindsets will lead you. I'm going to preach before I preach. This <laughs> Good. Defeated mindsets. Will cause you to view your surroundings as hopeless or driven by fear, and will cause you to isolate and hide and be alone. So today, I'm going to preach about going to war with a winning mindset. You ready to go? Let's go. I'm bringing you out of summer and I'm bringing it into the fight. You ready to go with me? I do believe that what we are going to have, what's going to happen in this room and online today between 9 and 11 is going to be another foundational moment so I want you to lean in take notes man I want you just to let this prophetic word get inside of you you are not defeated you're a winner good. Right. Amen. Come on. I, just, I feel like I need to remind the church I need to remind this generation it's, it's not over yeah right. yeah. come on, come on. amen All right. good All right. Deuteronomy chapter 20 Verse 1 through 8, throw it on the screen behind me, but Deuteronomy chapter 20, and I'll read out of New Living today, it says, when you go out to fight your enemies, and you face horses and chariots and an army greater than your own, someone i shout, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. afraid. The Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt is with you. When you prepare for battle, the priest must come forward. That's what I'm doing today. I'm, I'm doing this. He must come forward to speak to the troops. rallying in this morning. And he will say to them, listen to me all you men of Israel, do not be afraid as you go out to fight your enemies today. Do not lose heart or panic. My God. Come on. Or tremble before them. For the Lord your God is going with you. He will fight for you against your enemies and he will you victory then the officers of the army must address the troops and say has anyone here just built a new home and not yet dedicated it if so you may go home you might be killed in the battle and someone else would dedicate your house has anyone here just planted a vineyard and not yet eaten of its fruit if so you may go home you might die in the battle and someone else would eat the first fruit Has anyone here just become engaged to a woman, but not yet married her? Well, (laughs) well, (laughs) you may go home and get married. You might die in a battle and someone else would marry her. Thank God. (laughs) Then the officers will also say, is anyone here afraid or worried? If you are, you may go home before you anyone else yes. oh. come on now Father I pray that you help us today that you would allow this word just to get in us that you would build inside of us a, a culture of winning yes. an attitude of victory that you would silence the absolute lies of hell today voices of darkness that are trying to blind the eyes of faith filled winning believers and I ask today Father that by the help of your Holy Spirit you would speak That we already have a destiny to win. But it's about the mindset to win. I find it interesting that that as you read through through the Bible, in your paper version, and in this, this version, Make sure you are armed and ready for the battle and the regulations concerning the war you're about to go into. Many of you are already in an internal war. But it's because, as God said to them, He said, I want the priests first to remind them that you're going to win. Don't be afraid. God's with you. God's going to be fighting for you. He's on the battlefield with you. But then I want the troops, I want the, the commanders to remind the troops that, hey, if you don't have the right mindset for the battle, go home. Yeah, right. If you just got married, you're not in the right mindset. If you're not, uh, uh, if you just got a new house, you're not in the right mindset. If you're, if you're just doing this, you're not in the right mindset. Can I tell you, folks? The church has been apathetic for too many generations. It's time that we stop going home and we start facing the battle. God doesn't ask about their talent or their skill. He didn't say what what uh what college did you go to? He didn't ask, where did you learn to sw- wield a sword? He didn't ask, hey, who designed your shield? He didn't ask, hey, where's your pitchfork? He didn't ask any of that. All he said is the requirements to engage in war is the mind. Uh, yeah. Because if you have a mind to win, you'll win. Yeah. Come on. It's good. Yes. I got two points of preaching. I want to go number one that's shocking you. We usually get number one about halfway through. Number one is this: your belief about the battle affects the start of the battle. He says this. He says, send the priest out first. And when the priest goes out first, remind them to not be afraid. Because he's trying to change their mindset before the commanders ever ask them to go home. He wants to encourage them to go into this battle strong. Unafraid, and he reminds them that God's first. And God's with you. And God's fought, fought for you. And then he reaches back into the past and said, if God's done it before, he's going to do it again. You remember how he brought us over the Red Sea. You remember how the Egyptians were swallowed up. You remember how we were led out of that. And now, you're going back into battle. And I want to remind you that the same God that did it then is the same God that's going to do it now. It's the same God. go to war, have a winning mindset. Change your thinking about the outcome of the war. You're not going in there trembling. You're not going in there afraid. You're not going in there shaking in your boots because you don't know the outcome. Because he says, I want the priest to remind you that you will be victorious. It's already settled. The cards are already in your favor. The things are already for you because God is for you. It's not against you. God's against the enemy. Right. Mm-hmm. The enemy is not the person you disagree with. The enemy is the dark forces that are controlling the atmosphere of this present age. Right. Right. It actually says we're battling forces in the air. Right. Right. Without getting too spiritual or spooky on you. It's happening all around us. Yes. Yeah. You would have to be blind not to. But, but what is happening is we have been losing a war because we are feeling the pressure of putting on a cloak of isolation because of the fear that has pushed on our chest. The weight that just seems to suffocate us every time we turn on the news, every time the paper's delivered, every time our our, our Facebook feed pops up, every picture we see on Instagram. Hello, somebody. It's this this constant pressure, and I get texts all the time. I get emails all the time. Bad things are going to happen. Horrible things. Absolutely. Thousands it's going to get worse before we go to Bible describes your mind as a harbor and things will begin to, to dock inside your mind because of what you've heard, because of what you've experienced, because of, of what has been, been oh, help me Jesus, what has yeah. been given to you through a lens and a perspective that they want you to believe Come on, yeah. Come on. I'm going to go. let, go. let, go. let it go I'm in it, let's go but the truth is not their truth it's God's truth and they want to tell you to hide, they want to tell you to they want to tell you to tough tail and run. They want to tell you the church to be quiet. They want to tell the church to kill us more. But today there is truth that arises and I'm not going home. I'm fighting. I'm not going home. I'm standing. I'm not going home. I'm worshiping. And he said this remind the commanders, tell the commanders that if anybody's afraid, Mindset is going to be contagious to the rest of the troops. Yeah. yeah. Because your mindset about the battle determines how you start the battle. Are you in it to win it? Or are you wanting to go home? Wow. Mindsets are contagious. Who we listen to. What thoughts we allow docked in our harbor of our minds and our consciousness Thoughts and mindsets are contagious. Do you know why our world is so upside down and it seemed to happen overnight? It's because mindsets are contagious. Yeah. Come on. <clears throat> so tragic. Mindsets are contagious. It is no wonder why the apostles reminded us, let this mind be in you also. Yeah. The mind of Christ. Christ went to the cross knowing the victory ahead. Why, it's why Jesus shows up in a place that he was not welcomed, And the disciples are trying to figure out why they crossed the lake to go here. They had just seen the 5,000 fed. They had just seen the miraculous work of God. And people are like, why, this is Jesus. Woo. He's like, let's go across the lake. They're like, why are we doing that? There's a screaming demoniac man over there. And they show up and Jesus walks to that man walking, the man runs and falls at his feet says, why have you come to torture me before my time? And Jesus in that moment does not heal the wounds inflicted on the man. He heals the man's mind. Yes. Come on. Because when he heals his mind, it changes everything. Because now what had bound him to those forces now no longer had control. Because Jesus is interested in changing mindsets and then working on the rest. Because he knows that if you can go into battle winning, you'll come out victorious. But if you go in with a mindset that it's over, you're defeated. Let me just break this down. You go into your marriage. You go into your job, you go into that, that conversation with somebody and you already have it defeated, then you're going to walk out defeated. That's right, Good. But if you have a mindset that you are going to win and there is going to be victory and the marriage is going to be healed and, and you're going to succeed and, and you're going to see increase, guess what? It's a mindset. So the Apostle said, let the mind of Christ also be in you, knowing full well that Jesus had a mindset to always win. Always win. It's why why Paul writes to Timothy and he says things like, like, don't don't succumb to fear. Because God has not given us a Spirit. 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 Of fear. It's not a person of fear. Come on. All right. It is a spirit of fear. Yeah. And the spirit of this age and this hour is fear. Come on. Yes. It's fear-based, it's fear culture, it's fear-driven that fear leads to hate. But yes. the root of hatred is fear. In captivity. Because these things war against the mind of God. These thoughts, you, you have the power to bring them in captivity. And many times we're like, God, will you just change the mindset? No, no, you change the mindset. Come on. If anyone got married, let him go home. If anyone bought a new house, let him go home. If anybody just had first fruits, let him go home. If anybody is afraid, let him go home. Why? Because their mindset is not in the battle. Wow. and I am rallying the troops wow. this September Sunday in 2021 wow. and I don't know exactly what's ahead but I do know what is for us and I do know what we're, where we're going to stand and I do know that we are stamped with victory we are stamped with victory yeah. and you and I have the responsibility to these thoughts into captivity because there's a lot of thoughts that will try to dock in your harbor of your mind to prevent you from getting out to see where God wants you. It'll dock, it'll pull in there and stay idle and go, hey, it, it, this is too fearful. These things are, are too too crazy. This, this world is going nuts and I agree with all of that. But God called a church for the last hour so that His whole entire spirit would be poured out on the entire earth. So I have the responsibility to bring my thoughts captive. All right, we got three. about the start of the battle but we need to realize that who I am linked to directly affects the outcome of my battle this is why the regulations concerning war that God gave to the children of Israel was this if there is somebody among you that doesn't have the right mindset it is better for you that they go home So that they don't prevent you from winning the battle that you are in. They have a personal battle they need to fight at home. But this battle. This battle is yours. And you don't want to be linked to someone that has the wrong mindset going into this battle with you. You need to take inventory of your who. You need to find out who is fighting with you. Are they are they pulling are they pulling the cart the other way are they just stopping in the mud are they are are they just causing things to, to to hold up and and God's like if that's the case send them home Come on. Yeah, it's Come on. Good. Come on. release them and let them go because the kingdom is moving forward with or without them yeah it's good, it's good. Come on. Come on. I'm trying to help someone understand that God has given you a winning mindset. Amen. Yeah. That when you go to war, make sure you take inventory of who you are doing battle with because who you are linked to matters. Let's yes. get fun here for a moment. Bear with me. Let's go to Deuteronomy chapter 22. Deuteronomy chapter 22. You must not plow with an ox and a donkey harnessed together. No. Nah. Thank you, Holy Text. (laughs) Some of you know where I'm going. Just to confirm, I'm going there. Because if you're harnessed to a donkey, Of the covenant. Donkeys never had an opportunity to carry the presence of God. Donkeys never had an opportunity to lead the charge in the battle. Oh, biting my bit. <laughs> I gotta have wisdom, Chris. I gotta have wisdom. <laughs> they, will, they will ingest things that are tough Alright, let's move on. (laughs) Let's go back to Psalm 92. Psalm 92. Psalm 92.10. But you have made me as strong as a wild donkey. with. You are sitting in a room filled with people that are oxen. Yeah. And I'm calling the ox out of you. The donkey is just a fake mask. Yeah, that's right. uh, that's right. that's good. Deep inside of you, you're created to be an ox. So rip the donkey mask off and become the anointed ox. It's it's those that are toxic against the church. Okay? Because if he told us to, to, not, to not reach unbelievers, then we'd we'd lose the mission of the church. Right. We're called to reach unbelievers. Right. Right. So I want to be very clear that this has been used as a misrepresentation so that you don't you don't you don't you don't do anything, folks? The greatest thing that you can do is win a soul. Yeah. 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 Amen. The greatest thing you can do is tell them about Jesus. So yes. the greatest thing you can do is bring them to the house of God. Yeah, that's right. Come on. It says don't, don't team up with the toxic donkeys. How can righteousness be a partner with wickedness? How can light live with darkness? Because who you team up with matters. Yes. Why does it matter? Solomon reminds us in Ecclesiastes. And Solomon says it like this. Three are even better for a triple braided core is not easily broken. Because who you team up with matters. It matters. Uh, do I got any sports fans? I know it's come on. I know it's football season and you're in the house of God. Thank you, Jesus. But as they as they work on, on recruits, they get they get recruits. They, they begin to ask the questions that, from, the, from the outgoing coach to the incoming coach. Hey, we're wanting to recruit this, this player, this, this team player. And, and they said this, that a player is defined by two words. And and but. Two words define a player. It'll sound something like this. Hey, how, how, how does he respond on the field? You know, hey, He's a great athlete, he, he, he's always ball hawking, he's there, he sees this, he knows where the, where the goal line is, he, he's, he does this, but he's involved in domestic violence, but he's doing things on social media we don't approve of as an organization, but he's toxic in the locker room, but he's a, he's a, he's a single player by himself looking out for his own. Wow. Good. Or, man, he is a great ball hawk. He knows where the, the goal lines are. He is a team player. He works. And he fights for his team. And he shows up early to practice. And he is, he is the source of life in our locker room, rallying our teams around them. good. You know the difference between an oxen and a donkey? Donkeys aren't teamed up together. Hmm. I'm going to say it. truly happy by agreeing wholeheartedly with each other, loving one another, and working together with one mind and purpose. Folks, we have a mission that we are called to embrace and fight for. It's loving people. It's reaching the lost. It's overcoming darkness. It's shining light. And it is winning, and it's not losing. God has called you to be a winner and not a loser. He's called you to be the head and not the tail. together because they want to let the person know the one that's out front is not leading by themselves and the flight call will cause them to rotate the person in the front to now the person in the back because the person in the front is taking all the weight of the wind while the crane in the back is now able to ride on the wind that it is receiving from those ahead of it has a guard call that when it has young, it will call out and get the predators away from its its babies. It'll call out and cause the predators to walk away from it. And it'll, it'll, it'll call out, but it's also letting the babies know I'm close by. I'm not very far from you. And then it has a unison call where they are flying together on mission and they are flapping and they are calling out to another. And it's literally a rallying cry. We have this, let's yeah. go. We're making it. Don't give up now. It may be a long journey, but we're going to get to the end together. It's good. Come on. We're going to get to the end together. Because like an ox, we're committed to the task ahead. And we plow in unison. And like the sand crane, we cheer each other on and we go together or not at all. Wow, that's good. In the American Dental Journal, written January 4th, 1911, I did some digging for this. <laughs> let throw it on the screen. I'm going to use you guys just a minute. I just, you guys look so pretty. <laughs> Thank you. Especially Chris. In the ball team that wins, each player is willing to make a sacrifice if necessary. It's the team, the team, the team, anything that's fair to make the team win. It's the star team spirited business that wins, not this team of the stars. The workers in an institution are not independent, neither are they dependent. They are all interdependent. Stand so close together that you support one another. You united we stand, divided we fall. Make that the model of your institution as it is the model of our nation that no one can fall down. When soldiers, 1911 this was written, when soldiers would pass over a stream, the force of which would hurl one man from his feet, they link arms, form a long line, and plunge in. So united, they successfully forded what no one man could do, a united mass of men can do and yet the combined effort results in the profit of each individual in the world of commerce there are rivers that would prove just as disastrous for one man to try to pass over alone don't let him do it let let him call his companions and go over with them triumphantly their victory will be his victory all go in and yet each man will be an individual victor is it that the nobleness calls a victory in which all triumph and no one suffers defeat? Amen. Says they, soldiers, would stand linked arm to arm. And the river that's ahead of them, they will plunge it together. What one man cannot get across, a group, a team, can get across. Because the team that you're with, the people you're harnessed with, will help you make it together. And I've seen something that I right Teams. Help me, Holy Ghost. I watch them get together at the end of the game and they do something as their team is marching towards that final, final few seconds and they're up. They're winning. They don't sit on the sidelines unless they're a pre donna superstar by themselves with their towel over their head looking to go to the locker room. <laughs> oh, I'm my gloves are off today. You know what they do? They rally together. And those that are on the field, or those that are on the court, or those that are playing, the team stands on the sideline and they link arm to arm, shoulder to shoulder. It kind of gets like a little bend, yeah. And they do this. And they start swaying in motion together as they're cheering their team on because what one man alone cannot do, together we're going to go. And when we link arms one with another, we're not being to so much for joining us today. I want to encourage you to take the message you just heard and allow Jesus to transform your soul. We pray that you have an amazing week. Thanks again for being a part of the Encounter Church family. God bless you.